Hello and welcome to episode 265 of the Waters Waveland podcast. I'm your host, Weishan, and today we have Tony and Reb. Reb, how's it going? I've literally never been happier to be anywhere in my life. It's going so well. Thank so you for asking. you join us. <laughs> T? Yeah, me too. God. Just the worst, worst introduction to a podcast ever. It's amazing that people allow us to do this. By the way, speaking of, it's amazing that people allow us to do this. What show that podcast was last week, or not even last <laughs> week, a couple weeks ago from London. I don't even know what that was. I, I am amazed. It is proof that no one in London listens to this show, because I really feel like somebody should have been like, what the hell are you guys? You guys are putting that up as a podcast? What was that? Go and listen to this, people. And just, it's, it was helter-skelter. It was, you know, <laughs> a mushroom acid dream that, that, that of a podcast. That was the whole point. That yeah, was the whole point. point. You know, to show us, to show people how crazy we are as a bunch. So. I don't know. You couldn't hear Theo say a damn thing. Uh, you know, Elliot's voice is coming and booming for some reason. It's like, Elliot, calm down. You're brand new. Stop talking so much. You know, I mean, I, I just, I don't even know what was happening there. So anyway, I told my St. Paul story. I think yes. I really carried the team on that one. I think, I think st- it was how the recorder was actually set up. It doesn't get. You guys were in a bar that around. was massive. Like I could. No, like, no, no. I, don't, I mean, yes, we were saying. in a bar. Yes, we were in a bar and it was loud. Um, but I think the positioning of the recorder had also something to do with it. But anyway, well, that's besides the point. A, so it had a little troll hat on it, which was amazing. Yeah, which no one can see here on the podcast. That's true. But yes, it's an audio medium. So yep. I felt so, like we first of all had to have a podcast just so that that wasn't the last podcast that was up. So I don't know that this one's going to be any better. We're going to do better because I'm on it and I will make sure that we do better on it. Well, also, we are on all three in a bar right now, so that will help. Um, Yeah. So today uh, we're going to talk about the state of conferences in a post-pandemic world. Um, It's it's great to see. That was very well done. Good job. Yay, me. I think we're we're starting to see, uh, well, the downfall of webinars, perhaps. Um, Maybe not completely. No, I Uh, wouldn't agree with that. Hold on. No, yeah. I said not completely, but everything's, I mean, people are starting to get more um, kind of back to in-person conferences. It's kind of great to see. I have my own reservations about it, but uh, Tony, why don't you start? Well, no, I think. What are your reservations? I'll, I'll sprinkle them in later on. Tony, I know you have something to say, so yeah. Go Good for job it. being a reporter there, Reb, though. And she had a follow-up question there, Ask and, the and you're ducking it. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. Um, well, first of all, I there are plenty of people that are going to have reservations, and even people that don't really have reservations, when you're in a conference room and you start to hear somebody cough, it's just going to be, I don't think that gets... Nor as right now, I'm literally watching Reb cough <laughs> on mute, but um, you're not going to get used to that, or you you will get used to that, but it's something jarring a little bit. But you know, you just you deal with it, and you know you hope that people are handling things in a safe way. But 
webinars are still very, very useful. The problem that happened with webinars was they became everything. They were the only outlet. They were the only thing to do. Webinars have always been very useful tools for communicating new ideas, for getting thought leaders together, but they just became yeah, we were we were part of it. Everybody like even, you know, vendors and banks on their own were kind of creating their own webinars and they were putting people up on webinars that should just absolutely not be talking on a computer. Today I just listened to a guy talk about how to use this new HR system that all managers have to use and I watched it. It was a webinar and we had to it was mandatory and that guy didn't want to be there, but you know, it was like it was the driest thing and just trying to pay attention to what is being said. And that's where uh, webinars went off the rails. Too many people were doing them. The right people weren't speaking. They were just being done to be to try and communicate a message of some sort, you know, whether that's a media company that's trying to get information out to listeners, whether that's a vendor trying to talk about what new products are working on, whether that's banks and them trying to communicate with clients about innovative new things they're doing, or PR companies trying to be in the cultural zeitgeist of PR, whatever it is that PR people do. Um, so I think that webinars have a place and there will always be a place for them. And but the thing about conferences and so we saw this recently with the North American Financial Information Summit which was two weeks ago now right I oh, think the 16th of May on the 16th of May um in Midtown, I'm not even there and I remember this date this is why you're the host this is you know your your, your job is to keep that, those dates in mind you know okay. I'm the one that rambles on and I'm doing a good job of that right now so <laughs> in Midtown we had an event and we did a couple things different and based off of some feedback that we had heard that i liked that i, th that I think worked um the first part of the day you know starts at like you know your tr so traditional conferences started nine to five five thirty something like that eight thirty to five thirty maybe whatever it was that morning part before noon was war rooms um so just Let's go through some scenarios around market data issues or whatever it was. You know, some people do cybersecurity, some people do trading technology, whatever it is, but having just real interactive discussions about a very niche topic that matters to, you know, our group of people. So that was the morning part, but it's interactive. It's not anybody kind of telling people what to do. Then you have lunch, then the real conference began the second part of the day. And there we had. You know, your traditional stuff, fireside chats, you know, ups up on stage with, you know, one on one individuals or panel discussions. I think it worked really well. And I the the feedback that I got was that a lot of people were just very happy to be back talking to people, but not only getting to talk to people, but you're going to listen to somebody a little bit more when you're in a conference, you know, in a conference room, not a huge conference room, but like, you know, when there's somebody up on stage talking to you as opposed to on your computer, kids screaming in the background, fire trucks going down the street, whatever it is. So to me, I think that we're all kind of learning that there has to be a new way of communicating. You know, conferences are important. Webinars are important. These things are all important. We just, what happened was everybody went to webinar and they just didn't do it well. That's my takeaway. I don't know, Reb, you were at NAFIS. What did you, uh, what were your thoughts? 
Yeah, I totally agree with everything you just said. All I'm 10 amazing. minutes of it. All 10 minutes of it. Um, we need to learn. I, need, I need to learn how to cut Tony off. Yeah. More, I think. Yeah. 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 Like, Listen, I, it's 11.30 it p.m. my time. Yeah. Don't. I, uh, I how, like how many do we have to do before you stop respecting me? Sorry, Rep. I like ahead. that it started at noon. And I'm not just saying that because I got sleep in a little bit. Um, but like, for example, I went to, I don't know why you're laughing. I went to a conference this past week, um, AWS, and that started at 8.30. And I made it there at 9.30, but I, and the, and the whole room was filled completely. So most of those people had, well, all of those people had gotten there before me. And by the time I left, which was 5 p.m., um, you know, it was still pretty full. And I just kept thinking, I'm like, how are these people not, how are these people still listening, really, is what, what went through my head. So I like the late start that people keep, <laughs> that people have been doing at some wow, other that conferences. that is such a lazy, I am for a later <laughs> start, not because I'm a lazy-ass millennial that can't listen from nine to five as somebody's up on stage talking. Like, it's in, like, like this is some impossible thing you i like know. that you said I'm a, I'm a millennial and not gen z thanks i think i uh i do like it that we're going back to in-person conferences but i think uh my reservations for it are more personal i guess um it's taking uh i think this past three years you know you're not being out, not meeting that many people face-to-face -face or being used to kind of like back-to-back -back calls pretty much. And then going out and setting up meetings. And some sometimes it's, uh, I have to re remember to always give myself like walking time or like time in between, uh, in between meetings to just be like, okay, I need to be here. Um, which was one of my mistakes actually in Cyber Sydney a couple of years back. Uh, I didn't realize how big the space was and was running from one end to the other just to make it for my meetings. But that's a personal thing. Um, I feel that conferences now are trying to get more in-depth. Uh, whether or not they're doing a good job on it is another question altogether. Um, well, yeah. Let me let me put it this way. So. Cybos is certainly that that's just a different beast, right? FIA Boca for for our crowd, you know, these are monster wific, you know, very, very huge, you know, major for our industry, again, relatively speaking, important. And AWS is, you know, just, you know, it's AWS. Everybody's a user. Of course, they're going to pack out an auditorium. We went through so many panel discussions on webinar that I think a move, so AWS, if I'm not correct, or if I'm not mistaken, uh, you were saying, Reb, that a lot of it was, you know, here's a company giving a case study, right? Yeah, there were a lot of demos and stuff like that. Not a lot of panels and, and things no. of that sort, correct? Yeah. I don't think there were any any panels. It was like multiple yep. keynotes. Um, Did you go to Symphony Innovate? In I know October. it just happened in, in October, and that's yeah. a lot of, and that's a lot of more case studies, correct? Yeah. Then yeah, it is. And I think they have more panels, and then when they do their case studies, they're often like two companies up there at Symphony. Mm -hmm. AWS mm -hmm. is AWS, and 
um, the company. I mean, these are technology vendors. The company. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I think the the way the thing that I like is that we did. So for our our one, we had, you know, we had um, uh, just a one on one. Um, me and Nemo Raphael, um, who's CDO and head of software engineering at Goldman Sachs, having a conversation. And then uh, there was another one that we had with Gideon Mann of Bloomberg uh, talking about Bloomberg GPT, the story that we first wrote about. Other people didn't write about that first. That was our story first, in case anybody was wondering. Um, and those really worked. And the, the feedback I got was they liked hearing these panels. People don't get into the nitty gritty of what they're working on. But if you get the right moderator with the right individual, you know, yeah, they're not going to give away the company secret, but at least if they can give a proper case study and have somebody up there to ask the proper questions, the proper follow ups, and then have audience interaction and not just have it be closed off, have, you know, some room at the end for questions from the audience. I think that that's the way forward is, you know, a, a little bit of a move away from panels unless you can get people up there that are going to disagree or actually have interaction and you know oh that's interesting what you said here's what i think about it oh you know stuff like that you know i, I just yeah unfortunately too often panels are one person says one thing another person says one thing another person says one thing okay next drama. question we need yeah. more drama so i think i, would, I, think I it's... want drama yes i know you want drama. Yeah. what we need is more information good information uh, up there and more information sorry, and more people disagreeing with each other or it's you know if you're going to be up there about talking about cloud migration it can't just all be like cloud migration is wonderful and we're going to save you know this amount by migrating to the cloud and this is the easiest yeah. thing in the whole world i'm sleeping already stop and and not only that, everybody in the audience, these are technologists and data professionals in the audience. They know you're full of crap. I did a good job there by moderating my my curse words. Um, they know you're lying. They know that you are just doing a sales pitch and and they're tuning you out then. And it's so easy to lose trust with an audience. You know, when you're up on stage, it's I'm not saying you gotta give a TED talk. I'm not saying you gotta be like be cursing out your everybody else, your competitors, because people also don't like that. Information. Like that. What are the real world issues? <laughs> what are the real world issues that you have faced? What What are the lessons learned? Every cloud migration project had a massive screw up that happened. Every single one that has ever happened. You know, there are certain people in the industry that, that that's who I like to talk to are the people that are just being honest and talk about the real challenges that they face as opposed to I think in the past we kind of got away from that you know at, at conferences of just having panels everybody kind of going up there I want to have a little bit more of let's actually have a, a proper conversation and you know because it's okay that you had challenges it's okay that things got screwed up what'd you learn these people want to know what you learned from it you know I'm not asking mm -hmm. to give away you know proprietary information just tell us some things that you learned yeah um, more honest yeah. conversations it's what you're aiming towards right at the end of the day you know what why else go to a conference but um we wrote a couple articles from for the our drinks. conference you can read all the, the drinks yes and that's the other thing too don't cheap out on the drinks at the end i mean for mm -hmm. those of us that did stay until five o'clock 
even though we might have shown up there at noon. You know, I mean, have a proper drinks reception, which we did this time. They had a good, they had a good spread there. Uh, I'll give them that. But enough about conferences. I do want to talk about one thing, and I'm going to say, spoiler alert, everybody stop listening right now if you haven't seen the finale of Succession or the finale of Barry. Uh. Okay? I must be losing my mind because my favorite writers in the world on Twitter always rave about how amazing the show is, how the writing of the show is out of this world. I correctly called the final season of that before the first episode even aired. Said Logan Rory is going to die early. I said, then there's going to be this power struggle vacuum. It'll make it look like they're going to team up. And at some point, they're going to break apart. And at the end, because they couldn't pair up and because they were just too in for themselves, they're going to rip themselves apart and no one's going to get what they want. And um, uh, who's uh, uh, the main guy, the uh, strong, uh, what's his character's name? Jeremy. Kendall Roy. Jeremy. I don't even watch Kendall the show. Roy, yeah, I know. He's going to get close to the ring and then fail. It's going to, and sure enough, it happened. And it's like, yeah, it was so obvious the writing of it. And people are like, oh, but the dialogue's so good. It's like, no, the dialogue is just let's take an interaction and let's keep on working it until we come up with the most snarkiest or awkward scene that we can possibly make and just make it skin crawlingly awkward curbing enthusiasm is art the way that they do it Uh, yes go for it you're such a hater like you're such a hater so the whole the whole world disagrees with you literally everyone no no no. actually i'm sorry no 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 the whole world doesn't watch this show only media people (laughs) in new york and la watch this show and i am a media person in new york and i don't watch the show but yeah because you hated it because you hated it I, I admit I it. Would, admit it. Say it. Okay, but I have say a valid it. reason. Reasoning. Okay. I don't think I can say it on here. It's. I remember I told you at the bar. I don't. It was so, at the bar, so fortunately I forget okay, those things. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> Though the Twitter, the Twitter algorithm firmly believes that I am a diehard Succession fan, so I have mm-hmm. watched the finale against my will on Twitter. I've seen all the all the think pieces. I've seen all the memes. I've seen all the tweets. And you know what? I think it was poetic. I think it was a tragic story about you not never breaking watched the, any of these shut episodes. Out, shut up. Shut up. I'm literally speaking. It's a tragic story about not breaking your generational curse. Okay? I got that from Twitter and I loved it. And I, I wish I was part of the club. I'm not going to lie. I wish I was part of the club. I wish I could join the discourse on this. This is as close as I'm going to get. I don't wish it for myself. People that didn't watch or read the article commenting on the article like they're an expert and authority on it, even though they didn't read the article or watch the show or whatever. I'm an expert on literature, and it was Shakespearean. Playing. Yeah, fantastic. But. On the same night, so this past Sunday, so it was the series finale of Succession. It was also the series finale of Barry. Um, Bill Hader, he's a serial killer, uh, you know, assassin, whatever hell you want to call him. Um, the writing of that show is has always been superb. And the 
how they built up the end of that. I didn't know, you know, you just you you didn't know how it was going to end. It was it was just it the way it did it was just brilliant of there were time jumps and stuff like that. The writing of that show floored me. I was like, Jesus, that is some perfect, perfect writing. Um and the acting was obviously phenomenal. Uh so Barry, if you want to talk about greatness in writing and screenwriting, Barry. Succession, I'm sorry. It's just we're gonna be snarky. We're going to be uh, awkward. We're gonna make everything so awkward and painful. And <laughs> sorry. I and again, I am the only not the whole world, because the whole world didn't watch this show. No one watches Succession. For as much as it gets talked about, that show does minuscule ratings. No one watches it except for people that care about the media in the coast. That's it. Not to and go into this what? whole the media elite in the on the coast, but that is true. More people, yeah. if they had media literacy, but that they don't, but they don't. And that's that's no, what's wrong with America. This is not me. The reason why I'm not what's wrong the, with it. The reason why people love this show is because they think maybe this will happen to Fox News because obviously the, the the company is based off of Fox News. This is what's going to happen to Fox News when Rupert when Rupert Murdoch dies. Nope, guys, because this is the real world, and the real world is no. They're going to keep on marching just along. They'll be just fine. You know, stop. Just stop. I don't think anyone thinks that. I guarantee they might not think it. They, oh, they, they might not outwardly say it. I'm in, you're their, in subconscious. their subconscious. Yes, okay, Freud. 100%. Yep. Yeah. So anyway. I have absolutely nothing to add to what you said because. <laughs> yep. Hey, I don't Do you know watch what? Succession. I know what Succession is, but nope, I don't watch it. Um, Save yourself the time. Yeah, I, yeah, I will. I'm not going to watch it. Um, I, I know we should have a panel though at the end of the conference talking about succession, and I bet you a lot more people will stay around than you know <laughs> talking about ESG or something like that. That's a good game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm off my I'm off my uh, my high horse. Anyway, we're done. That's we're it. We're done. Till the next <laughs> one. <laughs> I hope Bye. I did good. Bye. You did good. Did you I did do good, good? Red. You, Someone give you me did good. Validation. Thank you. God, kill me. Just kill me. <laughs>